three. We've been working on something the last few weeks, and I want to do part three to that study tonight. Second Timothy chapter three. beginning at verse 1. Father, I honor you and praise you for this moment in time. I thank you for another day that you've made and a day that we have purposed that we are going to rejoice and be glad in. Breathe on us tonight. Fill us with your life anew that we might say the things that thou would have us to say and do the things that please you. We thank you and we bless you for it. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. All of God's people said, amen. 2 Timothy chapter 3, beginning at verse 1, he says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, uh, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lusts ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres, which withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch and Iconium, uh, at Lystra, uh, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing whom thou hast learned them, of whom thou hast learned them. And that from, from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. I want to um, really ground this message in the first verse here in chapter 3 of 2 Timothy. This know also that in the last days perilous times 
shall come. I want to talk tonight about pleasing God in perilous times. This is the third message of pleasing God in perilous times. So this is pleasing God in perilous times, part three. Now, now tonight I want to do a little bit uh, of review there's some things that I will say tonight to bring you along, but I'm going to encourage all of you to go back and listen, those of you who have not had the opportunity, to go back and listen to part one and part two as we are moving into part three tonight so that I will not be able to repeat everything that I've said in previous weeks, but uh, I want to make sure that at least every week I'm giving some new information and new perspective uh, that will help you, amen, to be able to put this puzzle together. This is important tonight that the people of God uh, get from the text and so what I want to do is, is to move further tonight but but I want to start here uh, rehearsing some of the things that are important for us to know first uh, Timothy second Timothy that is chapter 3 uh, Paul writes to his son Timothy who was in the regions of Ephesus he writes to his son Timothy because he wants to make sure that that as he is down there ministering in that region, that he's being the example of a man of God that he should be. And I love this because Paul is a great teacher. Paul is a great man of God. Paul is being used by the spirit here to speak to his son Timothy. He's saying something to him that uh, is going to be a blessing to all of us who are reading it. He says this to Timothy. He says to Timothy, I want you to know what I am about to tell you. I said uh, in previous weeks that the word know here in the Greek is presented to us in the imperative active present. Uh, as you look at it, it means to know. It means to know something emphatically. Uh, it, is, it is to know it right now. Do not put this away. Do not say, I'm going to get to it tomorrow. Timothy says to Paul, or Paul says to Timothy, I should say, that this is something that I want you to know, and I need you to know it right now. I want you to know it. So it is to know it right now. It is to jump on it right away. Uh, but not only to know it right now, it is to continue to know it. So not only do I know it in the present, when the new day comes, I need to keep this in mind. When next week and next month and next year comes, I am to keep what Paul is saying to Timothy in mind. So it is that I want you to know it right now and then continue to know it and then the imperative says I command you to know it. Come on. So this is not just some good suggestion. This is an obligation. This is a duty that uh, Paul, by the spirit of the Lord, is giving to Timothy. I want you to make sure that the thing that I'm getting ready to speak to you by the spirit, that you know it, that you know it emphatically, that you know it right now, and you continue to know it, and I command that you know it. This is important here because God does not want his saints to be ignorant concerning the present times. 
So, so he then tells him what he should know emphatically, what he should be convinced of beyond the shadow of a doubt, what he should be fully persuaded of. Uh, uh, the word here uh, that Paul gives to Timothy is that in the last days or in the last times, in the last days, he says perilous times shall come the greek word eschatos it is it is in times it means at the end of the age uh, 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 it's talking now about the church age uh, we talked about the last days paul wants timothy to know even at the moment that he's speaking this that timothy is already in the last days the last days are already upon them come on because we understand that from the time of the church's inception there we see here in Acts 2 and 17 the words uh, from the apostle Peter that comes forth but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel then it shall come to pass that in the last days saith God I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh so we are living now in the last times we are living now in the last days those of us who are in this present time are a part of the last days so this is important here because Paul wants Timothy to know something about the last days he wants him to know it right now he wants him to continue to know it and he commands him to know it what does he want him to know right now what does he want him to continue to know what is it that he is commanding him to know he wants him to know that in the last days perilous times shall come times that are hard to bear times that are dangerous times that are treacherous times that are wounding and fierce that the last time will be difficult times the world will grow more dangerous the world will grow more fierce and he says that in the last days that there will be treacherous time that will be hard time that treacherous time will be characteristic of the last days now you don't have to look far to see the fulfillment of this word taking place in our present age just look at what is going on in our nation we are living in a moment of peril danger times are treacherous people are fierce uh, that, that there's all kinds of things going on as you turn on your news you can cringe by some of the things you hear and I'm not just talking about national and international news things happening in our local communities amen that would make you cringe just as you're listening to them because we are living in the last times and perilous times are here well, I want you to get this here because he wants Timothy to know that the world and its system that is ruled by Satan, the world and its system that is governed by the uh, evil one will grow more and more wicked, more and more dangerous, more and more fierce. See, the, the age uh, uh, will be characterized 
by perilous times. So, so while I uh, am here to show you what Paul is saying to Timothy, I want you to see both sides of the coin because while the world grows more evil, our only hope is in the everlasting arms of Jesus. I need you to get that. I said while the world grows more evil, our only hope is in the everlasting arms of Jesus. Let me say that again. While the world grows more evil, our only hope is in the everlasting arms of Jesus. Only in the Lord will you prevail in these last times. Only in the Lord will you prevail in these last times. You cannot prevail in these last days without divine help. I need you to hear me tonight by the spirit of the Lord. See, the last days won't strike fear in those who are grounded in the Lord. Come on. So, so this is it here. It is, it is that we must understand that the world is becoming more and more treacherous. Now, now I need you to get this because uh, you need to understand that not everybody in the world will be saved or even wants to be. But we, the saints of God, ought to give them something to see. We ought to be shining more brightly for Jesus as the days go by. This is something here because I want you to get this. I don't want you to leave away from this message depressed because I want you to know that there is opportunity in this text that even though the world is growing more wicked, the church of the living God can keep on winning. Come on here. Even though the world seems to be falling apart, the, the, the church of the living God must keep excelling in faith. I want you to understand here that even though the world is doing what it does that the church must continue to do what God has called it to do I need you to get this just because the world becomes more wicked does not mean the church will stop winning come on here even in the midst of troubled times the church is still called to be triumphant oh I need somebody to get this here Jesus made it clear that the gates of hell would not prevail against his church what do you mean gates of hell? It is the best that hell has to offer. It is the very authorities and powers of hell that even though they may come against the church, that the church triumphant will remain alive and well. Somebody give him praise right there. Jesus tells us this, that even though the world is going to become more wicked, that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. See, the times might get perilous, but the saints of God are still being called to please him. Let me tell you something here. You don't have to stop pleasing God because times get perilous. Come on here. We must still delight in God even in this dangerous season. I need somebody to listen to what I'm saying here. Come on here. This is not some cause for us to forget about who we are. We are the church of the Lord Jesus. We are blood-washed believers. We've been called out by his name. We've been chosen, hallelujah, by the divine Christ. Come on here. We have been delivered by his blood. We are children of the most high king. Somebody put a praise on it right there. We have been called to please God in perilous 
times. Come on here. The times may get perilous, but I can continue to please God. See, see, God's people are called to please him in every season. This is something I want you to get this here. I said the, the saints of God are called to please him in every season. I, I need you to get this here. See, see, the, the, the last days should be a time when the people of God should draw a line in the sand between the world, come on here, and the church. I need you to get this. The last days should cause a line to be drawn in the sand between the world and the genuine saints of God. Come on here while the world is falling. Come on here to an all-time low. The, the saints ought to be growing in light. We ought to be glow, growing in glow. We ought to be growing in splendor. We ought to be growing in divine glory. Come on here, even in troubled time, we are called to be a triumphant church. I need somebody to grab that tonight. I said even in troubled times, we are called to be be a triumphant church in the last days there should be an unmistakable difference between those that walk in the light and those that walk in darkness the world must understand that we are the people of God see, see the mission of the church left by Jesus is not to merge with the world Come on, get me now. I said the mission of the church as it is left by Jesus is not to merge with the world. That's what they call Babylon, the great harlot. She merges with the world. Come on here, she is the counterfeit. She has allowed every unclean thing to come within her because she wants to be accepted. But go back and read Revelation 17 and 18. Come on here, I heard the angel cry out at last, at last, the great city of Babylon have come to her knees in just one hour. All of her uncleanness has been dealt with. Come on, we are the church of the living God. We are not Babylon. We are blood-washed believers. We have been called out to stand out. Come on here. Sometimes called out so we can speak up. I need you to get this by the spirit of the Lord. See, the mission of the church is not to merge with the world. Come on, the church can't be the best witness if it conforms to the world. Come on, the Bible makes it clear. Be not conformed. Be not conformed. Don't follow the pattern of the age. Oh, come on here. See, see, when you have really been delivered, there ought to be a difference. I said, when you really have been delivered, there ought to be a difference. See, the church is called to stand out. Come on here, there is no spiritual agreement between those who walk in deliverance and those who are committed to walk in darkness. Come on here, there ought to be a difference between darkness and those of us who claim deliverance. Oh, come on here. So, so this is something here, you can't walk in darkness and deliverance at the same time. So, so, if we become one with the world, we won't be able to win anyone out of it. Come on here. So, so the world is going to be growing deeper in crisis. Come on here. But the church should be growing brighter for Christ. 
Oh, come on here. Come on, I said the world is going to be growing deeper in crisis. But we ought to be growing brighter for our Christ. I need you to get this here. See, see, what is negatively happening in the world must not stop those of us who have been called to reach new heights in the Lord. I need you to get this here. Come on here, that the, that the world does not set the agenda for the church. The word of God does that. Come on here, that, that it doesn't matter. Come on here, the bad things that are going on in the world, you are blood washed and you have been called to shine for Jesus. I need you to get this tonight. I need you to hear me and hear me well. See, the world is going to keep growing deeper, but we've got to keep growing brighter. Come on here. All the world is not going to be saved, but guess what? If the saints of God would shine brightly, many would come out of the world and come to know the Savior. Oh, come on here. How to reach the masses, men of every birth, for an answer Jesus gave the key. And if I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. The world is hungry for the living bread. Lift the Savior up for them to see. Trust in him and do not doubt the words that he said. I'll draw all men unto me. Oh, come on here. We are the light of the world and we have been given the distinct task of lifting up Jesus. Come on here. That's how you please God in perilous times. Don't let the world put your light out. Come on here. Don't let the world make your light grow dim. Come on the darkness in the world. Ought not dim the light of the church because the light of the real church has been given by her Christ. Come on here. And Jesus says you are the light of the world. Come on here. You don't take light and hide it under a basket. You take light and put it on the lampstand so that it might shine brightly and give light to everyone in the room. Come on here. So this is it. We the church. Come on here. Know that the world, the whole world will not be saved. Oh, but baby, if we shine the light, somebody going to shake off the shackles of sin and run for the Savior. Come on here. We've got to shine brightly for Jesus because when we do so, we are pleasing the Lord in perilous times. So this is important here. The saints of God then must understand that it is important for us to brightly shine for Jesus. So, so this is something here. This means that there must be a commitment that the saints of God have got to make our dedication and our loyalty locked into the Lord. Come on here. You know, one of, one of the, 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 the problems that we face in the modern time is that it's too many people calling themselves saints who are still trying to play both sides. Come on here. It's time to get off the fence and live fully for the Father. Oh, come on here. It's time to come out of the world and live fully for Christ. Come on here now. now I need you to get this. God does not expect us to be perfect, but he does want us to stop playing. 
Come on. We got to be real for the Lord. Come on. It's time to stop faking and start bearing the fruit of real salvation. This is important here because, you know, you, you cannot really claim to be in Christ and nothing about you has changed. Come on. So, so we got to start bearing the fruit. Come on, stop faking and start bearing the fruit of real salvation. Come on here because you can't really claim to be in Christ and nothing about you has changed. Now, now. I know you don't stop everything in one night, but something about your life ought to be new. Come on here. See, God does not save us for us to keep doing the same sinful things. Now, now, when you have been washed in the blood, then you can break from the world. Oh, come on here. This is important here. So, so last week we discussed a list of things that reflect the signs of the times. Paul, led by the Holy Spirit, talks to Timothy. He gives him a list of behaviors that would be prevalent in the world during the last times. These things he warns will continue to grow. He does not want Timothy shocked. He wants him properly discerning the season that he is in. Oh, come on here. The devil, the God of this world has blinded people and they keep uh, going down further in sin. Paul wants Timothy those who Timothy will instruct to pay special attention to these things so that they don't get sucked into them. Come on here. Why is this in the Bible? It's not just in the Bible to inform you what's going to be going on in the world. It's in the Bible to let you know just because it's going on in the world, we don't need to let it slip into the church. Come on here. God wants his people to be on their guard because if you're not careful, the spirit of the age will start grabbing some of the very elect. I need you to get this here. So he says, I want you to look at these things. I want you to see how the world around you is going to be in the last time. But while you're looking at what the world around you is going to be, I also want to show you what not to be. This is important here. These are the last days. And Paul says to Timothy, there will be perilous times, treacherous times. And the behavior of people will be at an all-time low. So, so in these verses, we are told what is coming so that we won't be ensnared by them. God wants us informed so that we won't be ensnared. Oh, come on here. You know what? I find out that the, that, 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 that the more or, or the less we are informed, the more likely we are to be ensnared. 
Come on here. That's why the devil don't want you hooked in to a Bible study like this. That's why he didn't want you sitting under a Bible teaching and preaching church. That's why he wants you, come on, off in left field. Come on here, calling yourself, amen, one of God's children, but you don't know what's going on because the devil does not want you to know what is going on because if you are ignorant, he can take advantage over you. Oh, come on here. If you are not properly informed, the devil can easily ensnare you. Come on here. It's hard to ensnare them who are properly informed. Oh, come on here. That's why we got to know the word. That's why we got to sit under good sound Bible teaching and instruction. Come on here. Because if you know the Bible, come on, if you know the word of the Lord, it's hard for the wicked one to deceive you. Oh, come on here. The wicked one is more likely to deceive those who have no strong knowledge of the word. So I need you to get this because this is what Paul shows us in this text. When that enemy comes in with the spirit of deception, he's always trying to get the gullible. Come on here. He's always trying to take the ones, come on here, that, that are easy to knock out. Come on here. It's just like a lion waiting on a deer to run by. He, he's looking at the weakling. Come on here. That which is going to take the least amount of energy to capture. Come on here. So this is it here. When you're strong in the word, it's hard to be deceived by the enemy. Come on here. It's harder, I should say, to be deceived by the enemy. So, so this is it. It is that uh, uh, he says, I want you informed. God wants me informed so I won't be ensnared. Come on. He said men would be lovers of self. Come on here. The, the point is that, that, that there would be a day that would come that people would be self-consumed. It would be all about me, myself, and I. That's what the world is. That's what the world will be. Come on here. There will be no concern about truth. It'll be about us winning. Look at Congress right now and all that's going on. Look at the bold denial of the insurrection that happened on the Capitol at January, on January the 6th. Come on here. That, that some of the same folk that were down, scared for their lives, are now denying that it ever happened. Come on here, look at how low. Come on, look at the lack of integrity. Come on here, that has risen to the highest institutions of our government. Oh, come on here. You know why I'm telling you this? I'm reminding you, these are times of peril. Come on here, and people will tell lies. Come on here to preserve themselves. Oh, come on here, just lying, lying, lying. Oh, come on here. And see, this is what we find. No integrity. People find themselves in moments like this and they, they, they are struck 
by the love of self. Self kisses. I've been talking about that. Uh, uh, to, to, to be in love with yourself. To make a God out of yourself. Come on here. And, and I'm trying to get you to understand that that is not the will of God for the saints. See, the point is that the saints of God ought not be stuck on themselves. Come on here. You can't be self-serving and God-serving at the same time. Oh, come on here. If you're stuck on yourself, you'll be no good in the service of the Lord. Got to keep moving here. They will be covetous. Uh, they will be lovers of material goods, lovers of money. And, and, you know, I've been telling you this because I want you to understand this is where the world is. Come on here. People will do anything for a dollar. Oh, come on here. That, 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 that the love of money and the love of possessions and the love of status symbols, come on here, have, have brought our society down to an all-time low. Our people will do anything, amen, to, 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 to gain more. Come on here, to, to be looked upon as somebody greater than another. And so you see this here because he wants us, Paul, through the Spirit of God, wants the saints of God to understand these will be the signs of the age, but these things should not get a grip on the lives of the saints. Your desire for stuff should never supersede your dedication to the Savior. Did you hear what I said? I said your desire for stuff should never supersede your dedication to the Savior. A love of money will always challenge your loyalty to the master. Oh, come on here. He said they will be boasters. That is what you see in the world, look at me, oh, look at me, look at what I did, look what I accomplished. But he says, I don't want the saints to be like this. If the saints of God boast, let our boast be in the Lord. Come on here. But for the grace of God, none of us would have anything going for ourselves. You hear me? I said, but for the grace of God, none of us would have anything going for ourselves. Whatever good things you gain, remember that grace made it possible. Oh, come on here. So, so this is something here that, that, that he said they would be proud, walking uh, uh, in pride. They, 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 would, they would be big-headed. They would be stuck on themselves. They would think it's all about them. Come on here. They would be self-lifters. Come on, walking in pride. But, but let me tell you this. Saints of God should not be walking in places of pride. We must humble ourselves before the Lord. Come on here. Because humility draws grace. I need you to get this here. When you humble yourself, God gives grace to the humble. Come on here. But guess what? God does not just give grace to the humble. Come on here. He rejects the proud. He opposes the proud. Come on here. Because when you when you operate in pride, you issue a challenge to God. I need you to get this here. See, see, God wants us, hallelujah, to walk in humility. Walking in pride puts you on the wrong side of God come on if you want to be used by heaven you must humble yourself oh yes blasphemers using your mouth to speak that which is crude 
Come on here. He says, he says that there would be blasphemers in the land. They would say anything and none. Don't care what they're saying. Don't care the truth in it. Come on here. Anything to tear down. Anything to disrupt. Come on here. Anything, hallelujah, to bring a challenge to the sacred. So, so this is it. It is believers should not be blasphemers. Let us use our mouth to speak that which is wholesome and not that which is unholy. Come on here. Our mouth should bless God and not blaspheme his name. So this is important here. Let us be careful. I've been talking about this the last few weeks, how we use God's name. Come on here, everything that comes to your mind is not motivated by the Spirit. I said that last week, everything that comes to your head is not the Holy Ghost. Come on here. So take time to hear God. Hear him clearly. Come on here. Take time to hear God clearly so you can cut down on unnecessary confusion. Come on here. He said they would be disobedient to parents. It would show you here a lack of honor. You see it all over the world. Just a lack of honor. He said they would be disobedient to parents. And see, dishonor is something that will lead your life into a place of disaster. Those that walk in dishonor will land in disaster. Oh, come on here. This is important here. So, so we got to be careful and we got to make sure that we don't let dishonor get the best of us. Come on here, because dishonor will drive away good help. Come on here. This is important here. So this is something here. Disobedient to parents, he said. And so you never lose honor for those whom God has sent to help you. I said, never lose honor for those that God has sent to help you. Dishonor drives away good help. Come on. So this is important here. He said they would be unthankful. The, the, the age would be characterized by ingratitude. They would be ungrateful. See, see, this is important here. They would almost walk around with an entitlement attitude. Come on, see, this is where we go wrong at. Because, see, when, when you think that you're entitled to it, then you, you, you do not uh, properly discern grace. Oh, come on here. God didn't give you this stuff because you had it going on. God gave you these things because he is gracious. Oh, come on here. Come on here and see the, the, the sin of ingratitude. Come on here. It's is an abuse against the grace of God. Come on here. I love it. The apostle Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. And the grace that was extended to me was not in vain. I labored more than all of them. Come on here. See, see the right response to the grace of God is gratitude. This is important here. Unholy. He said they would be unthankful. And then he said they would be unholy. Uh, this is important here. Unthankful. They would be unholy. Come on here. This means that there would be a dishonor for the sacred. Come on here. God does not want us, the people of God, to operate like the world. You don't look, you don't look for the you don't look for sinners to value the sacred. Come on here. Sinners will not value the sacred, but saints order. 
This is something here. So, so, so this is this is what we got to get. See, see, we the people of God have been called to holiness. This is important here. What does that mean? Allow the Holy Spirit to live to help you to live a life that is set apart. This is important here. A holy life is a spirit-led life. Come on here. Holiness is not accomplished through human effort. I need you to get this. Holiness is not a work of human effort. Holiness is a work of yielding to the Holy Spirit. So this is it. It is, it is that, that holiness is not accomplished through human effort. It can only be done by the Holy Spirit's enablement. Come on here, let me say that again. I said holiness is not accomplished through human effort. It can only be accomplished by the Holy Spirit's enablement. He said, and then they would be without natural affection. This is something here that, that, that the, the love that we should have even in a natural way, that ends up getting lost. Come on here. Father against son, mother against daughter, sister against sister, brother against brother, brother against sister. You know, children against their parents. And that, he, he said, there will be the loss in the world of natural affection. But, but, but he says, I don't want that to be named among the saints. And this is what I told you last week, that with all of their flaws, do your best to love your family. Oh, come on here. Do your best to love them. Come on here. Th those who are your friends, do your best to treat them right. Then he said there will be truce breakers, people who do not honor covenant. Come on here. Come on. But, but, but he said, I don't want that. I don't want that named among the saints of God. The world is not going to honor covenant. The world cares nothing about keeping its word. The, the word cares, world cares nothing about covenant when it becomes inconvenient. Oh, come on here but, but but he said I want the saints of God to be different we are the body of Christ and that requires collaboration let me say that again I said we are the body of Christ and that requires collaboration see the body of Christ is called uh, is not called to operate in competition but in covenant Come on here, I need you to hear what I'm saying. The body of Christ, hallelujah, is not called to operate in competition. We ought to be operating in covenant. We ought to be operating, hallelujah, in collaboration. See, see, stop killing those who you claim to be in covenant with. Come on here, stop, stop trying to take down people come on, who have been sent to be on your team. I need you to get this here. Come on here, if you have a brother and a sister in the Lord, be careful how you treat them. Come on here. Don't bash those. Come on here that you call brother. Come on here. Don't be sneaky with those that you call sister. Come on here. This is something here. You, you gotta, I said, stop trying to take down people who God has sent to be on your team. Don't be hateful to people who God has sent to help you. Come on here. He said they, they would be incontinent. There would be no self-control. The, the world would be whatever. Come on here. They would act like they have a license to sin and there would be no holding back. But the people of God should be operating under the control of the spirit. Oh, come on here. We don't, we're not being driven by our flesh. Hallelujah. We're being controlled by the fullness of the Holy Ghost. See, that's what God wants for his people. 
come on here, not to be controlled by your urges, but, but to bring all of your urges under subjection to God's spirit. This is important here. So it says, not only that, we, 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 uh, there would be traitors. Look at what he said here, that there would be traitors, uh, people that would swerve from the truth, that would no longer uphold the loyalty of the word of God. Come on here, I talked about this last week, that there would be people that operate in a Judas mentality and not a Jesus mentality. Oh, come on here. But you've got to understand that the saints of God, come on here, God has not called you to walk in a Judas mentality. He wants you to walk in a Jesus mindset. Come on here, and you know what? That's what God is looking for in this hour. Come on here, when you walk with the Lord, you ought to be trustworthy. So this is important here. Heady. They would be reckless. They would be high-minded. Come on here. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. This is important here to get that. That they would love pleasure more than they would love God. Come on and I need you to get that because it says something to us. It's not to say they won't claim love for God, but their love for pleasure will outweigh their love for God. This is important here. He says, I want the saints of God to look at that. They will, they will be false accusers. Look at this. They will be fierce. Come on here. Lying will be at an all-time high. Come on here. When you love the Lord, you ought to quit lying. Come on. When you love the Lord, you ought to leave lying behind. Come on here. Come on. Because when God transforms your life, you ought to start walking in truth. He said, they, they would despise, be despisers of those who are good. People who want to live honorably, people who want to do honorably, you'll become a problem. Isn't it amazing? How, how, how uh, that, 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 that corruption can enter into the ranks uh, at, at a level that, that, that people that want to live honorably are despised. Oh, come on here. Some of you understand what I'm talking about. I was talking to the brothers about this coming, uh, 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 coming up. And I was talking about the fact that when you hold a standard, there will be some people that can't stand it. Come on here. I said, when you have a standard, there will be some people who can't stand it. Come on. And, 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 and they'll try to do things, hallelujah, to, 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 to sideline you. They'll try to do things to blackball you. But, but, but you know what? I don't know why people think that they can blackball what God has blessed. Let me tell you something. What God has blessed, you can't keep down. Come on here. What God has put his hand on, you might as well keep your mouth off. This is important here. I need you to get this. Despisers of those which are good. But let me tell you something. Saints, don't stop doing good because you're not invited. Come on here. Don't stop doing what's right because, because you are not named among them. Hold up the bloodstained banner. You'll always come out better for it. Come on here. So, so, so God will bless your life. Hallelujah. God will bless your life. When you obey his word, love what is good, love what is just, 
So it said that they will be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God because personal pleasure will only last for a season, but pleasing God will bring eternal satisfaction. Come on here. Personal pleasures will surely pass, and only what you do for Christ will last. Come on here. And then he says this. There will be those that have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. They will have a form of godliness, uh, but they will deny the true power that brings godliness. This is something here. Because, you know, this says that, 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 that as the time begins to progress, we will see many people who are religious. Come on. But this is something here. You can be religious and not reconciled to God. I talked about this last time. You can be religious and not redeemed. See, see, this is something here. See, because to be reconciled to God can only come through a genuine relationship with Jesus. Come on here. Why, why? You know, this is something here. Because, see, the enemy always wants people faking. See, the, 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 but, but I, I want to ask you, why settle for being fake when you can really be forgiven? I need you to get this. Now, 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 it is possible to be devoutly religious and not have a relationship with Jesus. It is possible, come on here, I said to be devoutly religious and not have a relationship with Jesus. It's possible to like church. It's possible to have titles and hold positions and not have a true relationship with Jesus Christ. Come on here. Jesus told that rich young ruler, you are not far from the kingdom of God. I used to preach that almost is not enough. See, God doesn't just want you to hang around the kingdom. He wants you to enter it. So this is it. We must pray in this hour because there are no substitutes for a relationship with Jesus. Come on here. I said there are no substitutes for a relationship with Jesus. Come on, we're talking about this. I am the way, Jesus says, not our way, the way. Come on here, Jesus is the passport to the Father. You can't be reconciled to God ignoring the Son. I need you to hear me now. You want to please God in perilous time, you got to have a genuine relationship with the Lord Jesus. Come on, it's good to know people, but the chief of all knowledge is knowing Jesus. When you know Jesus, you know somebody that can heal. When you know Jesus, you know somebody that can help you. When you know Jesus, you know a mind keeper and a nerve calmer. When you know Jesus, you know somebody that can heal your whole life. This is important here. It's good to sing. But God wants you saved. Come on here. It's good to usher, but God wants you under the blood. Come on here. Don't just hold the mic. Hallelujah. You got to get to know the master. Come on here. It's not enough to have a title. We need a transformation.
It's not enough to wear religious garments. We need to know God. And see what I'm trying to tell you, God is not calling us to be churchy. He wants us to be changed. Come on. See, see, pastor, why do you say this? Because see, we are living in a time now where so much is uh, 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 unclear to people. Come on here. People have a lot of ideas about God and, 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 and Jesus. And, you know, but, but let me tell you something here. You must have a relationship with him. Come on here. And a relationship with Jesus is characterized by changed life. Come on here. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. Now I just told you that don't mean everything changed overnight because it does not. Come on here. But God, hallelujah, when he comes into your life, he puts a seed within you that is incorruptible. Go back and read John. First John chapter three and read on down eight and nine, the incorruptible seed and you don't continue in the same things you were doing because you're born of God and the seed of God come on here won't let the sons of God continue in sin I need somebody to grab this in the Holy Ghost right here I need you to grab it real quickly God wants you changed this is a, a church that I've seen in this age come on the, 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 the more vocal come on even we call it lively. Come on here, we'll come, we'll dance, dance, dance. We'll, we'll sing, 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 we'll clap, we'll fall out, we'll do all of that. Come on here. But, but guess what? You don't just need to fall out. You need to know the Father. Come on here. God need, God wants you to understand that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that you could come into a relationship with Jesus. Man, hey man, uh, had been separated from God and the only way that man could be reconciled to God was through the son of God in the person of Jesus Christ. When God, when man could not get to God, God came to man. Did you hear me? I said when man didn't know how to get to God God wrapped himself in the likeness of sinful flesh I didn't say sinful flesh in the likeness of sinful flesh and came down to man I need you to get this here so, so that God wants you to understand that when it's all said and done knowing Jesus is what matters come on here at the end of days it won't matter how gifted you were the thing only thing that'll matter is did you know God and it would be a shame to be gifted and in the end don't know God. Oh, come on. It would be a shame to be churchy and in the end don't know Christ. Come on. It would be a shame to be devoutly religious but not to have a divine relationship. I need you to get this here. See, the whole thing is this. You've got to know Jesus. He doesn't want you faking. He doesn't want you to have a form you don't have to have a form you can have real forgiveness do you hear what I'm saying here see see we're now in a church age where people will spend an hour dancing but won't take a few minutes to get delivered come on I need you to get this here it's all right to run but don't forget to take a minute and really repent come on here after 
after you finish running, have you repented? After you finish dancing, have you really been delivered? Come on here, see, at the end of the day, come on here, you got to know Jesus. And can I tell you, baby, your dance takes on a whole different flavor when you got a relationship with the Father. Come on here, your praise takes on a whole new level when you're positioned in the Lord. I need somebody to grab it here. Perilous time will require real power. Come on here, and you can't prevail if you committed to putting on. You can't prevail in perilous times if you keep putting on. I refuse to put on in perilous times. I want to be positioned in Christ for perilous times. I need you to get this here because we're living in a day now. He said there is a religious, a religious flavor that has filled the culture. Come on, even the church culture. Come on here. We got to get people back to what happens at the end of the day when it's all said and done can you say like the apostle Paul that I might know him oh come on here it's good to know a song it's good to know people and good to know other saints but do you know the savior at the end of the day you've got to know him see see and this is the thing here we are living in a day where religion is abounding people who are devoutly religious they love church they love church music they love church attendance come on here but at the end of the day do you know Jesus oh come on here come on do you know the Lord because in order to please the Lord in perilous times you've got to get under the precious blood of Jesus come on here and see this is what I found out come on here he said they will have a form Come on, like Janice and Jambres. Come on, those magicians that withstood Moses. You remember? Come on here. Jewish tradition says that Janice and Jambres were those magicians of Pharaoh. When Pharaoh was approached by Moses, and Moses told Pharaoh, God said, let the people go. Pharaoh said to Moses, how do I know God has spoken to you? Moses dropped his rod and the rod turned into a serpent. Pharaoh said, hold up, let me get my boys. Pharaoh called Janice and Jambis. They came out there and guess what them jokers did? Dropped their rod and it turned into a serpent. Come on here. You know what? Because there is in the earth lying wonders. There is in the earth demonic manifestations that try to shadow and present themselves as the true power of God. But let me tell you something here. The Bible said that Moses' serpent ate up the other serpents because that which is real will always overthrow that which opposes God. Somebody praise him. Somebody give him honor. Somebody give him glory in this hour. You've got to watch out. Be real. And don't be playing with folk who don't want to be real. Come on here. If they're committed to faking, then you don't follow them. If they want to put on, come on here. Stop putting 
putting out your plate so they can put something on it. The devil is a liar. We are the people of God. We've been called out. We're not religious. We've got a relationship because when religion fails, a relationship will remain strong. Somebody praise him. Somebody thank him. Do you have the real thing? I refuse to fake. Hallelujah, when I can have the real thing. See, see, this is important uh, because when you look at it, you'll find in this hour why you got to really, why you really got to pray because the religious will mimic those who have a relationship. Come on here. Come on. They, 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 you take a title, they get them one. Matter of fact, get them a bigger one. You speak in tongues and prophesy, they'll learn that too. Come on here. Come on. See, at the last day, it won't matter what you know if you don't know Jesus. Come on here. It's a tragedy to spend all your life getting to know all this stuff and not know Jesus. Isn't this something here? One of the saddest scriptures I've read here, seven, uh, Matthew 7, 21 and 3. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, 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 did not we prophesy in your name? Come on here. He said there will be some who are religious and they're prophesying and, and attaching the Lord's name to it. Did not we cast out devils in your name? We performed miracles. We did it in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Isn't that something here? Not I knew you and forgot you. Not I knew you and lost your name out my book. I never knew you. You had all of that going for yourself and didn't even have a relationship. Come on here. Come on. Some people are more concerned about recognition than they are about a relationship. Oh, come on here. Come on here. Forget the recognition. Recognition means nothing if you have no relationship with Jesus. Come on here. Come on. Some people would rather be recognized by men than have a relationship with the master. So this is it. Matthew 7, 21 through 23, the religious in that text even claimed the deliverance ministry. You see that? We cast out devils in your name. Come on, they claim the deliverance ministry. Come on here. But can I tell you this? God doesn't want us just to be devoutly religious. He wants us to have a relationship with his son Jesus. And can I tell you this? There is a way from religion to relationship. Come on, you hear me? I said, there is a way to get out of religion and get into relationship. Guess what it's called? Repentance. Yeah, there's a way. There's a way to move from religion to relationship. It's called repentance. So, so he says this, and I'm closing, that deception would be the trademark of the last days. Look at what he says here. They would, they would be deceiving and being deceived. I need you to hear me here. He said they would be deceiving 
and being deceived. And remember what I told you, they would be looking for the gullible. This is why you can't be playing. Come on here. Because the people uh, who the enemy has out here that really don't want the Lord. Come on here. But they want to use the gullible for gain. Come on here. When, when you're gullible, you'll be easily used for gain. Oh, come on here. People can run gain on gullible people. Come on here. When, when, you, when you are gullible, they'll keep running gain on you. Come on here. Look at what he said here. He said, they, 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 uh, they, there are some that would, he says here in verse 6, for this, uh, these are the sort that creep into houses, lead captive silly women laden with, with sin. They're led away after divers' lust, ever learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Look at what he said here. He says, he says that there would be in that hour what he characterizes as silly women, uh, but I'm going to include tonight because it's not just the women, silly saints. Come on here. Silly saints that, that just go along with anything. Come on here. Silly saints are not grounded in the scriptures. Come on. So this is something here. Silly saints are easily led away. Come on here. B -b because when you are not properly grounded, come on here, then you're easily enticed. Look what he said here. That would be uh, here the emergence of new revelation. Look at this. They would be ever learning, ever learning, ever learning, never coming to the knowledge of the truth. They would be deceiving, he said. They would be deceiving and being deceived. Come on here. They would be, uh, he said here in, in verse 13, but evil men and seducers shall work worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Come on here. This is why you got to be careful. Come on here. Get real for God and stand there. Come on here. Get real for God. Hallelujah. And don't let anybody run you away from that. Come on here. So, so, so you got to be careful. He, th that would be the emergence of new ideas. Come on here. The, 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 the promises of, 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 of new experiences, right? You know, people come over here, we'll do this and we'll help you. You know, the church is now out there uh, uh, claiming that they can give you trips to heaven and you can go, you know, and, and I'm telling you, the enemy is out there. New revelation, right? Come on, don't forget that God's last and greatest final revelation is in the person of Jesus Christ. Come on here, there is no revelation greater than God's son. There is no glory greater than God's son. Come on here, if you want the glory in your house, lift Jesus up in that house. Come on here, you can't have glory and deny the son of God. Come on here. So you got churches springing up everywhere. There'll be the emergence of uh, churches everywhere. I was talking about this a little earlier. Experience over doctrine. People will come to church and all they would want is an experience, but they don't want, they don't want to learn. Come on here. So, so this is important here. He says, he says, don't get caught up in this. People that just want experience, all I want to do is feel something, feel something. You know what? And God doesn't want you to just come to church to feel something. God wants you to come to his house so you can hear his holy word. Come on here. So I'm not seeking a feeling. Come on, I need my faith to be strengthened. Come on here, because faith is strengthened by hearing the word of God. So this is important here. You got to be careful because you can be well-meaning and still out of the will of the Lord. Come on here. The devil is subtle.
And he, you know, he'll try to get you off track. Come on here. So, so get where it's Bible-based. Come on here. Get under Bible-based teaching and stay there. Hallelujah. Come on. As you're hearing this and we're teaching this word of God, do not take these moments lightly. There's great deception in the land. Come on here. And you know what? It is the word of God. It is the teaching. It is the doctrine that helps us to properly gauge our experience. The people who say they want experience, but they don't want teaching. Come on here. So they want to just come and feel good. How do you even know what you're feeling and whether that's even of God if you don't have good Bible teaching? Come on here. It is good teaching, hallelujah, that brings, uh, brings uh, an understanding of what we ought to be doing, what we ought to be practicing, what we ought to be, where we ought to be going. Come on. It is understanding the word of God that keeps you from going the wrong way. Come on here. So this is why we got to hear the word of the Lord. Come on here. It's all right, but, but be careful of these people always talking about they got direct revelation. Come on, the people that claim they got direct revelation and they don't, they, don't, they don't stand on the word of the Lord. Come on here, but let me tell you something. I don't care what kind of word you get. It does not replace the word of the Lord. Come on here. So the church is not led, come on here, by direct revelation that comes out of somebody's mouth. The church is led by the revelation that comes from God's word. Come on here. Preach the word. That's what Paul said to Timothy. Preach the word. Come on here. Come on, 2 Timothy 4 and 2. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke. Come on, what are we ought to be preaching? We ought to be preaching the word. Come on, you might have experienced. You might have had a dream last night. You might have had a vision last week. Come on here, and I understand that for whatever it's worth, that ought to, amen, amen, if you feel like God is leading you to say something about it, amen, praise God, then tell it. But guess what? It never replaces the word. Come on, you don't build the church on your vision. You don't build the church on the dream you had last night. Come on here, that's not what you do. You build the church on the word of God. Come on here that's what it's all about their churches emerging everywhere come on here and the word is not being preached come on here that you go to a church and they you've been going and they don't open up no bible you sitting up in a meeting and they don't open up no scriptures come on here come on i had a dream Come on here. That's not what you build the church on. You don't build the church on the dream you had. You build it on sound doctrine. Come on here. Come on. So I don't mind hearing it, but it doesn't replace the Bible. Come on here. Now, now, pastor, why are you saying all of this? Because you know what? I got something. I'm going, you know, I want to do a series on my dreams. Come on. That's not what God called you to do. Do a series out of the scriptures. Now, 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 you know, if you want to call me to task, then the question I would ask you is what did Jesus do when he brought people together? Come on, let's, let's, let's work that there. Mark 1, 14 and 15, you write this. When Jesus came on the scene, guess what he came on the scene doing? Proclaiming the gospel of God. Mark 2, when the Jesus had a crowd to come and found him, uh, uh, found him in the house, there was standing room only. I mean the house was jam-packed. And Mark 5, uh, Mark, uh, Mark uh, 2 and 2 says that Jesus in a, uh, a room crowded, jam-packed, he preached the word 
word unto them. Mark 6 and 34, he preached to the multitude. He preached the word to them. What about Luke when Jesus uh, came in and saw Peter and them after they had been toiling all night? You know what he did? He got Peter's bow and preached the word to the people. What about the 5,000 hungry that he fed when Jesus got them together? Guess what he did? He preached the word to them. Come on here because you know what? That the church ought to be a center of learning. Hallelujah. God does not want his people to be ignorant. And the only reason that we will not be ignorant is that we get informed. If you get informed concerning the word of God, you won't have to keep walking in ignorance. Jesus turned Peter's boat into a pulpit. Now, so this is something here. What about Peter when he was there on the day of Pentecost and that great cloud came together? Guess what he did? He preached and 3,000 souls came together. What about Paul when he went to Philippi? He turned the city upside down preaching the gospel. Come on here. Let me tell you something here that you don't come to the house of God and ignore his handbook. Right, this is it. He says this in, 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 in chapter 4. He says this. He says, they, uh, chapter, four, uh, chapter 4, 2 Timothy 4 and 4. He said, they shall turn away from the truth and they shall turn unto fables. The word there is mythos, uh, where you get myth from. They'll turn away from the truth and start feeding you imaginary stuff. Come on here. Come on, stuff not grounded in the truth. This is why you got to be careful because there's too much makeup stuff that you can't find in the word of God. Stuff that is buzzy, come on here, but not biblical. Come on here, and there are people that are good at using buzzwords, but they're not in the Bible. Come on here, let me tell you something here. We don't, we don't just need, hallelujah, principles that you got out of some book. We need principles that come out of the Bible. These are perilous times, evil men. And men and women shall wax worse and worse and it won't calm down and I'm saying to you never lose your appetite for what is sound lofty ideas watch out for that because just because it sounds lofty does not mean it came from the Lord come on I hear people talking all kinds of stuff now they operating in the 10th dimension they birthing out six new realms they hanging out in new galaxies baby ain't none of that Bible come on here let me tell you something it's crazy stuff going on out here and people are trying to attach Christ to it can I tell you the spirit of God does not guide come on here you were to, to do anything against the word of God everything set that sounds deep is not what the Bible declares I said everything that sounds deep is not what the Bible declares now let me give you a remedy and I'll come back next week let me just give you four things I want you to keep in mind he says this Paul says this to Timothy he says he says but I want you to continue I want you to be steadfast in what you've learned come on this is what I want you to do stay steadfast in the scriptures come on how you gonna please God in perilous times stay steadfast in the scriptures don't let anybody turn you from the master come on here from the teachings of the master to a myth 
Come on here. Don't let them turn you from the father unto fables. Come on here. You don't need make-believe. You need what the Bible has declared. So, so this is important here. He, he says you've got to make sure that you get established in the word of God. Do not be gullible. Stay in sound doctrine. Ask the question, is it biblical? Is it consistent with the scripture? Does it glorify Jesus? I don't care how good it sounds. Is it scriptural come on don't forsake the scriptures because they make you wise see most people would not get hoodwinked if they knew the holy scriptures I said most people would not get hoodwinked if they knew the Holy Scripture. Believers are called to live by the Bible. Come on here. We will surely lose the battle if we don't know the Bible. Our victory is in what God said. Okay, so this is it here. This is it. Start praying so that you can discern. Discern through the Spirit what is error and what is truth? Get under sound leadership. Isn't that what Paul tells Timothy here? He said, but continue in what you have learned. Don't forget who taught it to you. Look at what he says here uh, uh, to Timothy. He, he says, I want you to, to, to understand the importance of good teachers. Come on here. He says in verse uh, 10 of chapter 3, you have known fully my doctrine. You know my manner of life. Come on here. He says, come on here. You got to stop following people that don't have no fruit. You know my doctrine. You know my life. You know my long suffering. You know my charity. You know my patience. You've seen me persecuted. You've seen me stand up in the fire. Come on here. Get under sound instruction. Come on here. Get under those who can help you to grow in the word of God. And then he's, uh, I want you to understand this. Be stable. Continue. Verse 14. Continue in the things that you have learned. He says in 15, you from a child have known the Holy Scripture. Keep on going in the Bible. Now what does that mean? It means you should not forsake the Scriptures. But then it also means that you got to start praying about what's worthy of your participation. I just said something here, and I'm helping those of y'all that listen to me as I'm closing here. I know this is lengthy, but I want you to get this. I said, you got to start, you got to, you got to start praying about what is worthy of your participation. You are what you eat. Come on here. Many people have been spiritually poisoned because they have put their feet under the wrong tables. Come on here. Everybody hollering can't help you. You better hear me. Everybody holding the Bible can't make your life better. Come on here. He says, turn away from them who have no fruit. Leave them alone. Stop following every face you see on a flyer. Come on here. Ever learning. Never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Come on. Everybody who's holding a training session can't be trusted. Come on here. Come over here. Come over there. We're going to be giving. Come on here. And some of y'all, the problem is you're restless. Settle down in God. Get grounded in the scriptures. Come on here. Come on. You, you got you to gotta make sure that you pray about what is worthy of your participation. God wants to help us, but we got to know we can please him in the face of perilous times. We are living in perilous times now, but we can still please God. Please, saints, pray.
please pray. Come on here. Get under the word and grow. Go out and make a difference. Use what the Lord has given you. But pray about what you participate in. You know what? Learn the word so you can serve the Lord. Come on here. Be faithful to the scriptures and then you won't easily be deceived. Oh, come on here. If you're informed, you won't be easily ensnared. So I need you to hear me about the spirit of the Lord. These are perilous times. And this right here, the word of God is what we've got to hold true to. I want you to stay grounded in the Bible. Hallelujah. Open your heart to God, but don't open it to everybody. Come on. Let me tell you this. Hear what the spirit says and be careful what you subscribe to. Saints ought not be subscribing to everything. If they say it's spiritual and it's not grounded in the scriptures, then the saints shouldn't subscribe to it. Get in the Bible. Hallelujah. And serve the Lord. Because when you serve the Lord according to his word, you will win all the days of your life. God bless you. I love you. I thank God for you. Share this. This is heavy teaching tonight. But amen, praise God. God is calling us up. We're getting ready uh, uh, soon to enter back into the sanctuary. And God wants us to come back and make maximum impact for him. He wants us to please him with everything that we have. God bless you. Share this word. If it's helped you, I know it'll help somebody else. I'm first a partaker and I pray that God would raise up in this hour men and women of God that would be loyal to the word of God. We got to get back to the book. We got to get back to the Bible. That's the only way you can win the battles of life through the Bible. I love you. God bless you.